Hi, and welcome to the Women in Security podcast. This podcast is devoted to the world of cybersecurity and the great women who make it turn. I'm your host, Lee Fintan. In this episode, my guest is the Chief Information Security Officer at Truada, a data anonymization firm set up by IBM and MasterCard. Kelly McKillen started her career with AIB, one of the leading financial institutions in Ireland, as a graduate and worked over the years in several departments before moving into information security. Kelly explains how important it is to leverage your network and resources in a role. She describes some of her previous roles in her career which lead her to her current position and reviews whether or not having a technical background gives you a better advantage over those who don't. All this and more coming right up. So we have today with us um, Kelly McKillen, who is CISO at Truada. Kelly, thanks very much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. So really excited about this project. I think we spoke a few weeks ago over coffee and yes. I said to you about this whole idea behind women in security and giving them you know, an insight into the different aspects. Yeah. And you were just so ready to get on with it. So thanks again. I think we can get started with how you got into security. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's a funny one. It, it was kind of intentional, but yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of um, things lined up to, mm-hmm. to let me get into, mm-hmm. into the space. So I, I started in technology um, yeah. in AIB yeah. in a second level support team oh, many, many years ago. Okay. Um, so I'm in security about eight years now. Yeah. But I guess I spent a good few years before that um, in different roles across technology Mm -hmm. within um, AIB Mm -hmm. uh, Bank. Um, So that, I guess, I went in as a graduate on the graduate program. Oh, right, okay. Um, So I got to move around a a bit and see different aspects of technology. Yeah. Um, So my degree is is in computer applications. Okay. But I wouldn't, what I would say is don't, I wouldn't like that to put anybody off, the fact that I have a technical background. Did you intend to get into technology when you started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. in school, I guess I did science subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of knew during, at the time that I didn't want to end up in a lab. Yeah. You know, I didn't really want to be one of those people who was testing things in yeah. a lab. So, and that's the vision I had of scientist, yeah. right, yeah, at the yeah. time. Being, when you're 17, I mean, that's what you see, right? Mm. So I um, said, oh, look, computer applications looks like a good option for me. You know, I've got maths, I've got science. I think I'd be that'd be a good fit, even mm-hmm. though it was very new at the time. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. and look, I was only one of about 10 girls in my class of really? about 150 people. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, look, that was a long time ago. Things yeah. have changed significantly <laughs> Hopefully since Hopefully they then. have. Yeah, well, I would like to think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I did a four-year degree and mm-hmm. I learned a lot in for foundational um, in, or foundational technology in yeah. that time. And then when I, when I started in the, in the bank, that gave me a good foundation mm-hmm. to build on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I spent um, two years doing um, computing support, mm-hmm. so second level desktop support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly kind of moved through uh, to triage the tickets that were coming in to us, yeah. uh, team leading there, and then uh, managing people. Yeah. Um, then I took a career break for a year. Um, I traveled for most of that year. Nice. And I came back and I decided I need to do something else. Yeah. So I went into application development and maintenance then mm-hmm. spent about three and a half years at that and I was really enjoying it but mm-hmm. I was reaching the point in my career probably about you know 
eight or so years after mm-hmm. college thinking I really need to specialize now I, I okay. really need yeah. to, to decide what what my future actually looks mm-hmm. like I could I'm really enjoying this but you know where is it leading me yeah so I had a couple of options open to me um, and I had a very supportive manager at the time who was mm-hmm. willing to let me make that next move okay uh, in my career so um, I, I spoke to a couple of people yeah one of them was it was the CISO at the time, mm-hmm. um, and there was openings in security at the time, and I said that's the that's the one for me. Really? So, what yeah. made you realize that that's it I for you? I think um, because it's so the the range of roles in there is so diverse. Yeah. There's so many subunits within that mm-hmm. area, and mm-hmm. um, that you could go in and start in one mm-hmm. and laterally move into lots of others. Exactly. So I think that was good for me because because yeah. I like to learn. Yeah. I like to be continually learning, talking to people, yeah. learning new things. So I thought that sounded like a good option for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was interested in security as well. Having having been in technology, yeah. security is a key facet it is. of of technology in general right now. You just kind of get away from it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, this this would be good for me. I can use my skills, but I can get new skills moving in here as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I haven't looked back since eight years. Um. I I left AIB at yeah. the beginning of this year. And I was just ready for for a move, a, mm-hmm. a change of industry, change of uh, into cloud. So yeah. I'm learning a, a new set of skills now. You're always learning in always security, learning. aren't you? Oh, always the learning. technology itself is evolving so quickly. That exactly. It's really one of those spaces that, if you're someone who likes to learn, yes. that's the space for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, no two days are the same. There's yeah. always something new and dynamic yeah. to learn about, to get your head around. Mm-hmm. So if you're the type of person who has that sort of brain, who's yeah. analytical, likes to think laterally mm. about things, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good area to get into. Yeah, because I think, you know, the, there's still a misconception that in security, you need to know how to code. Of course, for yourself, you had a technical background, yeah. so that was good. But when you moved, transitioned into security, did you mm-hmm. think that that really helped a lot or were there more the soft skills which helped you? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a combination of mm-hmm. both, right? So what I would say is that I think an interest in technology would mm-hmm. be good for anybody who wanted to move into the industry, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to have the foundations. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to learn and you know read about technologies and yeah. understand them and talk to people who know about them, yeah. I think that will that's really what you need. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I would have had people on my team in the past who didn't have technical backgrounds. Okay. And on purpose, I would have picked people and brought them in to, yeah. when I was in the bank now, this was, mm-hmm. I picked people who, for example, were from a lending background. Right, wow. Um, and I brought them into the advisory team uh, within mm-hmm. the bank. So that's the team that does the internal consulting, uh, mm-hmm. basically right across the business on anything mm-hmm. related to information security. So if anybody mm-hmm. has a query, that's the team they call. Right. Um, and they, you know, they were thrown in the deep end. Absolutely. <laughs> they had no technical background. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they learned to, to get onto their feet very quickly. Mm-hmm. They learned the right questions, the right people to talk to. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really a case of, of leveraging it the is, expertise yeah. around you. Absolutely. Leveraging, leveraging the research platforms available to you, mm-hmm. the people around you, your network, mm-hmm. and just building on your, on your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's my advice to, to yeah. anybody who doesn't have that sort of a background. And if we were to look into, let's say, the role within AIB where mm. you were in security, can we 
you know, talk a little bit about the role. What did that look like? Because oh, there's sure, so many yeah. different aspects of it. Yeah, no, there is. Yeah, and it, it is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I was responsible for the all the operational elements of information security mm-hmm. within the bank. So that encompasses um, everything from the security operations center um, to threat and vulnerability management, mm-hmm. e-discovery, internal advisory, mm-hmm. supplier information security, risk management, yeah. and then I had you know as a senior manager, I had I had other responsibilities. Around external audits, internal audits, yeah. risk management, um, people management. Obviously, yeah. it was a big proportion of my time because I, I like to develop people as well mm-hmm. and make sure they're getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you can't do everything yourself. No. <laughs> so you have to rely on the people yeah. around you and build them up to Absolutely. to get to your level. Um, so I spent a lot of my time in, in the in the last couple of years focusing on that. But I guess um, I was involved in in making sure that all those parts that I just mentioned mm-hmm. were operating effectively, mm-hmm. were heading in the right direction, that we were getting the right coverage across the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very important, I guess, to develop your network when you're in yeah. that sort of role as well. So I would have had a very strong network of people mm-hmm. uh, that I talk to regularly across technology, mm-hmm. but also across the wider business as well, because it's, you know we're there to serve the business yeah. and to make that to enable the business. So it's important that you know what's going on out there mm-hmm. in, in business initiatives as well. Mm-hmm. So it was really a lot of stakeholder management, a lot of soft skills, the idea of knowing technology was good, but it was also about getting people to work together. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, you know, when you break something down, even Mm -hmm. if it's a a technology change, when you break it down, it's it's about, it covers everything. It covers people, process and technology. So you can't just rely on on your technical expertise Mm -hmm. ever to get something across the line and to analyze it. You really just have to break it down into its component parts, understand it in those component parts and then you'll be successful in your outcome because mm-hmm. you because you're getting that full picture mm-hmm. so I think that's really important yeah um, and I've learned you know a lot from doing that over the last eight years and you hired during those eight years and even now you're in a capacity where you're hiring people yeah. did you find that any difference between hiring people who came from a technical degree and people who didn't come from a traditional technical computer science degree? Was there much of a difference or in terms of learning curve? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they do have different learning mm-hmm. curves. But, you know, I find the perspective of people who don't have a technical background, it's it's really crucial mm-hmm. in getting the right result because yeah. they approach things differently. Mm-hmm. They approach problems different differently. They ask different questions yeah. as opposed to sometimes what I find with the technical people, and I'm guilty of this myself, <laughs> is uh, getting right down in the weeds right. and really getting stuck in the technical details. Like, yeah. And there is a place for, for people like that as well, mm-hmm. especially in things like incident management yeah. and um, penetration testing, for mm-hmm. example. But you know, when you're trying to look at a business problem mm-hmm. and a process problem, um, uh, that encompasses a, a technology perhaps yeah. I think different perspectives are really important mm-hmm. so oftentimes I would pair somebody who had a technical background with somebody from a, a less technical background mm-hmm. so they could work on something together and learn from from each other's perspectives yeah. because that's how everyone's going to grow yeah. Um, so no, I do see differences but I don't think it's an impediment mm-hmm. to, um, to entering the industry No, absolutely and you were recently... Um, just started in a new road this year in CISO with Truada, yes, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about this role because my observation for the last 12 months is the industry has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. In the past, they wanted someone who 
is highly technical to head up the security. But today they're looking for people who are more business savvy. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And look, I'm in a startup now. So Toronto is only going um, just over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm the first security person there. So they so because of what they do, so they, yeah. they, they, they do comp- privacy compliant analytics. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that, that they take security and privacy very seriously, yeah. which we do, obviously. Um, so I guess it's different. Yes, yes, they, they know I have a technical background, mm-hmm. but that's not my primary role. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm learning a lot myself about cloud, public cloud, Microsoft Azure, IBM cloud. So that's fantastic for mm-hmm. me. But that is not really primarily why I'm there. I am there to put in the right processes uh, across the environment to make sure that our control environment is, is up to standard. But I can't do that myself. I have to leverage everybody across the business, mm-hmm. from right from the CEO down. So there's 40 people in there at the moment, mm-hmm. and my job is to educate them in security, to make them my advocates, my champions, to put in the right controls, because I can't do that myself. Oh, so sure. yeah, so, so I'm working, for example, at the moment with the Chief Legal Counsel mm-hmm. on putting some process in place for sharing information uh, around some of our IP with our, our, our legal community, for example. That doesn't involve really anything about technology. It's really about education <laughs> yeah. and good practice, right? Yeah. Um, same with the CEO. He travels a lot. I'm educating him on how to keep himself secure mm-hmm. uh, when he's traveling and when he's um, communicating with other people over um, electronic um, means. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the people who are doing sales. If we've got a, a mobile sales team. Mm-hmm. How do they communicate? How do they explain the technologies? How do they get involved in the security program? Mm-hmm. So they're all very keen, which is great, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm finding very little resistance. I'm so surprise but that's good yeah absolutely it's because we have to take security so seriously yes we right do. so they're really all on board yeah. um, I'm currently going through ISO 27001 certification okay. as well that's helping a lot because mm-hmm. the control language there um, I'm using that to explain to people mm-hmm. to break down those controls into mm-hmm. their own language mm-hmm. um, because they don't all necessarily it's very you know when it's written in that black and white it's, yeah. it's quite technical mm-hmm. so my job is to break it down for them and to help them to understand a lot of the people in there are software engineers so yeah. they are very technical um, on, on the engineering side of mm-hmm. the house but then on the other side the HR for example yeah. side the sales side less technical so it's my job to make sure that everybody gets speaking the same language mm-hmm. to get um, explain security in a layman term i think that's one of the key skill sets that people need especially girls i think mm-hmm. they're very very good with you know details with explanations and these are all skill sets that translates to the work absolutely you know if i think of a few roles within the industry risk and compliance mm-hmm. um let's say security analysts. Those are roles where you need to be highly analytical. You need to have a lot of details. So it's just about, you know, getting started because right now the most highly sought after roles or the ones that are most highly publicized are always hackers. Yes. You know, and that's like the sexy That's the image, right? Exactly. But that's just really a small, tiny portion of the work that goes on within the industry. Yeah. You know, a really small part, yeah. And, you know, I like to dispel that myth a little yeah. bit, you know. And there's, there's, it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. That is, that, that, that is where the, I think the technical strengths yeah. play in that, in that sort of role. Mm-hmm. And you know, yes, we, we would, we use lever- we, we don't have those sort of people in AIB, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. So we would uh, use a third party for that mm-hmm. because they specialize mm-hmm. in that sort of, of work, mm-hmm. um, and that they do it in day in day out. So they're experts at it. Yeah. Um, so we wouldn't never be able to. Retain those sorts of skills. Mm-hmm. We need the generalists. We need the people who are, have those software skills. Yeah. 
are willing to learn the technical um, background mm-hmm. um, and can uh, look at things end to end and bring in the expertise when they need it. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to know everything yourself. Yeah. There are always people there to help you, be they external people or internal people. There's always somebody to act as a sounding board mm-hmm. um, and to, to run things by and then bring in that expertise when you need. So I would say, no, the image of the hacker sitting at the laptop with the hoodie on yeah. is not uh, the space that, that most of us play in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Right. So we're out there, we're meeting people, we're, we're helping people, mm-hmm. we're enabling uh, people to do things securely, mm-hmm. we're pointing out the pitfalls, we're helping them solution things uh, and it's proportionate right so it's all risk based mm-hmm. um, we, we put in risk based controls and yeah. uh, we don't overspend on the controls we put the, we, we strike the balance mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about really mm-hmm. at the end of the day trying to get, and to get on the, right the topic of recruitment when you're recruiting for someone to join your team what do you typically look for i at the, now i look for that for that person who has the, the who's enthusiastic mm-hmm. um who has that um analytical mindset mm-hmm. uh, who wants to learn mm-hmm. um about anything it doesn't yeah. really matter what it is if it's a business process if it's technology as long as they have an, an appetite to learn and to really realize that they're they're never going to know everything right yeah. i would never claim to know everything and and i would I, you know I'm, i learn something every day from the mm-hmm. people that i work with um and from my peer network mm-hmm. um but i i think as long as you're you demonstrate enthusiasm and you have that um aptitude to learn and mm-hmm. expand your knowledge i think that will go a long way for you to be successful yeah that's so true i mean mm. if you look at where you started yeah you, i don't think you thought you would be in a security role today oh no absolutely right? <laughs> and you know what when i joined when i look yeah. back now when i joined information security in aib i uh, was in those in those early months mm. when i was shadowing people when mm-hmm. they were doing like risk analysis mm-hmm. exercises really formal things when mm. you're when you're really getting into the to the you know into the grips of, yeah. of you know hard problems I was like, oh, listening to this going, I am never going to be, you know, your inner critic comes yeah. out, your inner voice goes, God, I'm never going to be good at this. Wow, they're, they're just amazing. How do I get there? How yeah, do I I'm be good at it? I'm never going to, I'm <laughs> never going to be like that. Yeah. So you have to, um, I guess, listen to your inner, cri- inner mm-hmm. critic, but be, um, fight back, fight back yeah. of, of your inner critic, because I wouldn't be where I am today if I had listened to that voice mm-hmm. and said, and I can never do this. Mm-hmm. Of course you can. You just have to learn. Take the and first step. Listen, learn, take that first step and just be humble, right? Mm-hmm. Take every opportunity there is yeah. to learn from whoever's around you. Is there anyone that you look up to or is there anyone throughout the last few years within security who has helped you tremendously yeah my um a couple of people have really mm-hmm. um i don't i don't want to name them by yeah. name but there's a couple of people who would have been previous managers of mine mm-hmm. um and just really strong um people in yeah. general um who would who are friends of mine now mm-hmm. who i can ring up for for a chat if i'm having a problem mm-hmm. um and i would have used in the bank for when i when i was having various you know challenges mm-hmm. they're just really good people yeah um they're good listeners mm-hmm. um not necessarily security experts mm-hmm. they in fact both of them aren't security experts um but they are just really um honest people yeah. they'll give you honest feedback mm-hmm. so and and they they would know me quite well and they would have interacted with me a lot yeah so i guess they they're they're not afraid to be honest with me that's important right exactly because to to be able to grow you need to be able to take in feedback and i think that's something that people who do well tend to 
Yeah, yeah, and it's, I think it's a learned well. skill. You know, it it's, it's hard to take some of that hard, yeah, uh, honest feedback sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's necessary for for growth for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. To, some of it was hard to hear, but you know, I've learned from it, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still my 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 friends and my yeah. mentors today. So, um, no, it's it's definitely a worthwhile exercise. Definitely. I think pick a couple of people who can. Um, you know, pick up a couple of people who you do admire. Mm-hmm. You admire their careers or the way they approach mm-hmm. um, their their work, um, and leverage them. Yeah, because they've done the hard work. Exactly. Turn to them and think about you know even go for coffee, right? Absolutely. Just to have a chat. Yeah. I think it's so important to have a career mentor. Yes. Just someone, a voice to turn to, someone who's neutral, who will give you really honest feedback, exactly. advice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that I think a lot of people, especially the ones who are looking to get started, mm-hmm. yep. need to have. And this can be in any way. It could be someone that you're working together mm-hmm. in the same environment, someone that you met at a meetup, a conference. Because yeah. within the industry, everyone knows that there's a shortage of talent. Absolutely. And I think there's, you know? um, everybody's willing to mm-hmm. have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, th- I don't think anybody would be reluctant to get yeah. involved in that type of conversation. Exactly. Just to encourage people in any way they can and to help in any way they can. Like yeah. I had a conversation with somebody um, in Cork recently who's mm-hmm. looking to move into the industry and oh, right. I gave her a bit of my background yeah. and I said, look, here was here's my journey. Mm-hmm. And she found that really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope to meet up with her um, in the future and I told her to call me whenever she needed anything. So, you know, look, I'm definitely um, yeah. one of those people. That's um, brilliant. And there's lots of people like me. You know, it's so good to hear. This is one of the ideas that um, in the second half of the year I'm going to come up with. It's more a community of women yeah. in you know who have a significant number of years of experience mm. in the industry to be available as mentors, to even just, you know, have a few, take in a few questions from yeah. the general yeah. public, just Absolutely. to understand, you know, how do I get started or... You know, I have this fear. How mm. do I overcome that? Because I think all of us, I, I can speak for everyone um, that I've met so far in preparation yeah. for this project. Everyone's gone through the same challenge. Absolutely. And yeah. it's especially difficult in an industry where it's still, you know, dominated by men. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you go to a meetup, it's dominated I by know. men. Yeah. You know, even yesterday when I was at UCD, mm-hmm. there were quite a few women, I, I suppose, because that was more a research, but that was quite rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you it is. You, you're, you are still in, the, in mm. unfortunately, the, the minority numbers. Yeah. And um, but I think this is, it's just a symptom of yeah. people, you know, thinking that there is a barrier to mm. entry and that it is very technical. Mm. And that's all, you know, I can't go there. I can't do that because I'm not technical enough. Mm. And, oh, no, uh, like, you know, you need to be super mm. technical you don't um you know there's lots of routes in yeah. um and, and just don't be afraid to jump in that's what i would say um and then the numbers hopefully will start to increase yeah you know i i was recently at another event where it was targeting um graduates or sort of undergraduates within cybersecurity, and it was really good to see that there were a lot more women oh, there yeah. so people are now starting to become aware i think that's the first step mm-hmm. but the next step is to have mentors available to them so that they keep going absolutely because just because they hear it once and think oh yeah that's great once they know that there's actually people on the ground who do have very diverse backgrounds yeah. working in different industries doing very different roles I think they realize that actually this is something that I could get into mm-hmm. so yeah no, I think that's that's a really good thing to foster and um, so you know I, I'd be definitely willing to get involved in any way I can excellent is there anything else that you know it, 
as an advice or maybe an even an interesting story that you can share with our listeners? Um, I guess just to one person that I would, would have, this is a person that doesn't have a technical background that has been very successful mm-hmm. um, that worked for me um, in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, was, she's what she, she was listening to her inner critic. Okay. Um, she, um, she's, and she's a very competent individual, not mm-hmm. from a technical background at all. Um, she came in from a, um, I, I brought her into security from a project management area within, right. within AIB. Um, so she was was wanting a change so she joined my team um, this would have been about I'd say maybe maybe five years ago maybe five to six years ago and uh, so I brought her into the consultancy team and she was just, just learning to be a consultant and learning the stand our standards that mm-hmm. we consult against um, and then you know just doing the getting growing and growing and doing the bigger and bigger engagements um, and then I just literally dropped her in the deep end on a massive uh, project for the bank a program in fact yeah. for the bank about two years ago it was a massive change in our, in our payments because of a European directive. Mm-hmm. Um, not, we're not the only bank. Every bank has to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to open up our, our payments platforms, essentially, and open up our APIs to allow other people to connect to us. Don't want to get too technical, yeah. but it's just really <laughs> allowing people and non-financial institutions, mm-hmm. for example, to to an, enact payment activity. Um, so so she was um, a bit apprehensive, to, to say the least, about getting mm-hmm. involved because it is very... Uh, technical yeah. and I knew it was going to be that was the reason I put her into that role I knew she was going to be able for it mm-hmm. um, so she went in there um, it was very hard work um, and she was doing it on top of her day job as well so it wasn't wow. like she was released to do it mm-hmm. um, so really um, really analytical really nitty gritty technical um, mm-hmm. stuff and a, a lot of process stuff as well so so the two always go hand in hand when somebody is trying to do something really technical with payments technologies there's always the over, overarching processes and, and business processes yeah. um, that, that will, will sit on top of that and people as well um, so she had to look at it holistically mm-hmm. break it down to though that that technical piece, understand the technical piece, build it all back up again, wow. and sign it off from a security perspective, and be that security voice in the room when they're mm-hmm. making decisions by herself. Mm-hmm really successful, really uh, vocal in the, I sat in on some of the meetings, uh, really asking all the right questions yeah. um, and just really just making the people, the other people who were really focused on the, on the business problem um, and then some of the engineers who were really focused on the technical problems. Mm-hmm. So she was there to join all those dots and that's often our role, right? Joining the dots between mm-hmm. the business and the technology people. We're kind of like the translators. Yeah. Really. Um, so she was really successful in there. And in fact, her feedback to me was that that was one of the best assignments she was ever given. Um, and it's really helped her confidence mm-hmm. uh, with engaging and consulting mm-hmm. um, in the bank. So she's still there now and that's she's amazing. doing extremely well. Wow. So, yeah, look, I think that's a really good story for somebody is. who isn't from a technical background. Exactly. You know, sometimes it really is just to sort of take the first step push yourself out of your comfort zone and so hopefully you know if that doesn't happen yet you have a mentor along the way who gives you that little nudge absolutely and get you started yes completely so you know there's always a way mm-hmm. and there, there's always people to help exactly yeah. well thank you very much for your time kelly yeah thank you thank you for tuning in to this episode of the women in security podcast brought to you by morgan mckinley i hope you enjoyed listening to it My name is Lee Fintan and we'll chat soon.